Hi, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm interested in talking to people who are interested in talking to people who are interested in having a conversation about their future. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Anyway, welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. Hey, it's Marcus here from Recruiting Trailblazers, and business development is on the mind of a lot of agency recruiters these days as the markets are a lot softer than they were back in the heyday of 2021 and early 22. So I want to play you um, part of a conversation that I had with Brad Wolf, who actually trains agency owners to bring in more business and execute using processes. So check out this 10-minute conversation I had with Brad Wolf. And good news, I'm lining up interviews, fresh new interviews, internal recruiters, agency leaders, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So watch this space and thanks for hanging in there. Cheers. So it's really a matter of a few things. Um, the ideal, you, you start with the end in mind. The end in mind, in my opinion, is people that say, hey, Marcus, I want to talk to you. I have some needs. Can we set a time to talk? That to me, inbound leads where someone says, I want to talk to you, is the holy grail of marketing. If you've got clients approaching you. That's the holy grail is because it's like dating. When people are approaching you, it's very different than when you're approaching them. So the market, there's a few things. Um, it really, for most recruiting firms, and I'm not going to say every niche is the same, but for the most part, LinkedIn is the starting place for business development. We say niche around here. N- niche. Okay. We say niche. Okay. <laughs> I'll say niche and correct me if I say niche because okay. niche I grew up in the South and I, most people say the, the niche. No, okay. I know. I say niche because I'm English. It's just, a, it's a, it's a recruiting trailblazers joke. I'm sorry. You know what? I like it. Yeah. So with respect um, to LinkedIn, it's important to have ways to stand out. Your profile needs to stand out. So where someone can see your profile and it's very clear who you serve, what you do, wh- how you serve them what you do that makes you stand out that's unique from the 15, 20, 30, 100 other people that supposedly serve your same niche. Nice. So that's one piece. The other piece is how do you get their attention in a positive way that they view you as an expert or thought leader, someone who, hey, this person really understands this issue and is, it stands out as someone that can help me and advise me and guide me. Right. Be- That's the holy grail right there. How do you do that? How do you do that is processes so that if you do it in the right way. So LinkedIn is one piece. Another piece is email outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, if all you're doing is LinkedIn, you're missing something. Some people resonate on LinkedIn messages and some people don't. Yeah, not everybody can be crushing it on LinkedIn as much as we get told we can. And I'm doing a much better job these days than before. But um, apparently only sort of one or two percent of people on LinkedIn are really sort of using the platform to its maximum capabilities from a content perspective. But even if you do, let's assume you do, not everyone is that active on LinkedIn. And... The evidence is, and it's my personal experience and the experience of clients, Marcus, is that some people, they're just not that into LinkedIn. They're on LinkedIn and they're more responsive to email outreach. 
In fact, I have clients who most of their candidate email outreach, they find them on LinkedIn, but they outreach them off of LinkedIn. So I have, so I believe you, you need to do both. You need to do both content outreach through email and content outreach through LinkedIn. Um, I have people that don't, don't respond to me on LinkedIn, but they then respond to me on an email. Hey, I want to talk to you and vice versa. The same person that unsubscribes to my email gets a, a message from me on LinkedIn and says, hey, I want to talk to you. If you're not doing both, I think you're really missing something. You're absolutely right. Not everybody lives on LinkedIn, especially the candidates that you want to talk to. Now, recruiters, we all spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, um, but you're absolutely right. If you're recruiting software developers or if you're recruiting you know, anybody else, you might not find your intended audience just living and breathing their days on LinkedIn. That's exactly right. And some people are quite frankly irritated with LinkedIn. They're tired of constant people bothering and bombarding them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, that's the methodology problem, I think. The way in which you reach out to people is just as important as how many people you reach absolutely, out to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some people, if they're really are over LinkedIn and they're, they, they may just turn off and not even read your message anyway. So yeah. you need to do both. Plus, you never know what's going to happen with LinkedIn. If you don't have your data outside of LinkedIn that you can contact people, you're putting all your eggs in the LinkedIn basket. I don't think that's wise. Okay. So we've got LinkedIn. We've got email. We're talking about business development. Do you think it's still effective to pick up the phone and dial a client that you've never spoken to before? A cold call is a way to break the ice with someone that hasn't been resonating with, with any of your content. There's no indication that they're doing anything. And there's a reason that you, you have something compelling to say to them. There's a reason that, hey, I'm calling you uh, because, but I would do it in a different way where you're planting seeds and you're not calling them to say, hey, do you have any openings? I think if you have any openings is the wrong approach in this day and age, you're already putting them on defensive. So without getting into the details of techniques, I teach people scripts on how they can break the ice in a non-salesy way to start a positive interaction that can move to the next level. Yeah. I mean, what would your top tip in that area be when you first pick up the phone? First of all, I like to start with respect. So if I were calling you as a cold call, I'll say, hey, Marcus, this is uh, Brad Wolf. Did I catch you at a bad time? You want to start with that for two reasons. Number one, it shows respect that I didn't just barge in as if you're sitting there with nothing to do. Um, you want to get them saying no first. Okay, well, are you saying that, that's interesting that you should say this. So you're saying it's a good thing to say, did I catch you at a bad time? Because it's easier for them to say no than it is for them to say yes. And then once you get a no, then the conversation begins? Yes, because you want to start with a no. Psychologically, one of the problems, we're taught to get to yes and get yeses, yeses, but that's maybe years ago at work, but psychologically people know what you're doing. Did you by any chance read a book by Chris Voss called Never yes. Split the Difference? Yes, that's where I got that. Yeah, because that's what he teaches. He was an FBI hostage negotiator. Right, and it makes sense. I want people that are geared to being very comfortable saying no, because if I'm, if I'm very, uh, if I'm uncomfortable because I feel like I'm, I, you're putting me in a situation that's hard to say no, my defenses go up and defensiveness is the enemy of being able to build relationships and, and get clients. Right. Let me play devil's advocate here just for a second, because this is fun. Um, 
The flip side of that, asking that question, is this a bad time, is that you're asking a closed question. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, if you give them the option to say yes or no, they might say yes. They might say you've, you've actually delivered it up to them on a platter. And they could quite easily just say, yes, actually, Brad, you have caught me at a bad time. And I might be tempted if someone who I don't know called me and said, hey, Marcus, is this a bad time? I might be tempted just to say yes for fun because it's just so easy to say yes at that point in time. Um, I think sometimes a good question to ask would be an open question as opposed to a closed question um, or even an open statement like, hey, Brad, it's Marcus here. I'm so glad I managed to catch you this morning. How are you doing? And you know what? I would say test it. There is no technique that works all the time. I would say two things with scripts. One, you want something that feels in sync with who you are. Don't say things that you're like, I just, this just doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. Okay. It needs to resonate with you. Uh, number two, test it. Yeah. I kind of just broke one of my own rules there because I've always said to people, don't say, how are you or how are you doing to people that you don't know? Because it's disingenuous. I, that sounds just like the so salesy. It does, doesn't me. it? Yeah. So I retract that statement. But, but nothing works with everyone. Nothing works with everyone, Marcus. This is just, I, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're just working with human psychology. So I really study psychology and reducing defensiveness because the defensiveness is, is the resistance that keeps you from getting clients. So anything I can do that minimizes, that's what marketing is for. You're minimizing resistance because when resistance goes down, openness come, goes up. And, and what I want to also say is nothing that's, that works now will continue to work indefinitely. Everything has its time. And as things are always changing, whatever we're talking about now will not work as effectively in the future. Something else we need to do to adapt because the, the system's always changing. So don't fall in love with the technique. I just want to be effective. I don't care about the technique as long as it works within uh, my ethical uh, parameters. Look, if I could just close my eyes and say, mm, and clients call me, I'm going to do that. I don't care what it is. <laughs> right. I, I completely agree. I think if you take a step back from, from this conversation and you think, what are we trying to do here? We are trying to create opportunities for meaningful conversations with candidates, prospect candidates and clients. And that's the job that we do on a daily basis to create those opportunities. And what do we have to do today? These are some of the things that you can do. Recruitment, marketing, LinkedIn, email. The rubber meets the road when you get on the phone for the first time with candidates and clients. And that's where you really start to ply your trade. Okay, so that's a wrap for this week. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, let's rectify that immediately and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.